Do India dominate Australia again? Find out on Cricket Only Better. Yes, welcome back to Cricket Only Better. This is episode 180. I'm Samson Collins. Edward Hawkins has failed a late fitness test to be part of the show. You know what they say when the cat's away, the mice say a few more words on the script. We parry no passengers on this show. But don't fret because betting.betfest Paul Krishnamurti is at the wheel. Welcome, Paul Krishnamurti. Hi, Sam. How are you? I'm I'm really well. It's so I feel free, Paul. I feel free. Um, and uh, you you are joined as ever by SportingLife.com's Richard Mann. Hello, Richard. Hello, Sam. Hello. Right, I'll be cracking the whip on you two tonight. Lots to get through, guys. Team news, pitch reports, trends, stats, players to follow for the following games: New Zealand versus England in the first test, India versus Australia in the second test, and Karachi versus Islamabad in the PSL. There's best bets at the end of the show and the treble collection, of course. So let's get on with it. New Zealand versus England, the first test, which is under lights, starts on Thursday, 1am UK time, live on Sky Sports. Betfair exchange prices, 3.18 New Zealand, 2.84 England, 2.88 the draw. Um, I have a lowdown um, in the absence of, of our friend Hawkins. Um, New Zealand um, lineup is looking like going to be Latham, Conway, Williamson, Nichols, Mitchell, Blundell, Jameson, Southie, Sodi, Wagner and Henry. England looking like going with Crawley, Duckett, Pope, Root, Brooke, Stokes, Folks, Robinson, Leach, Anderson and one of Stone or Broad. Um, the prep for this one has, of course, been disrupted by a cyclone. Kiwi players have struggled to get to Mount Manganui. Uh, when they do get there, the pitch is expected to be a classic test pitch, though. Runs first up and then the surface taking wear and tear. England were well beaten there in 2019 by an innings when they conceded 615. Um, Richard Mann, set this series up for us, please. New Zealand have won once in their last seven. England, on the contrary, are flying. Yeah, I mean, this seems seems like a battle between two sides at completely different trajectories. England well on the up and, and on, a, on a real ride forward. Um, New Zealand clearly on the way down. Um, they've lost their captain, Cam Williamson. He's handed over to Tim Sally. And more importantly, they've lost Trent Bowler as well, who was the, their best bowler when they were beaten 3-0 by England last summer. What I would say about last summer is, although England won and, and they were the better side, New Zealand com competed hard in that series. And in a lot of the matches, that they had the noses in front. Think Headingley when Bolt, Bolt ran through the top order. Think Lords when really New Zealand should have batted England out of the game. And it's typical New Zealand. They'll be competitive, they'll keep England honest. But I think this is all about conditions. I think if we get flat pitches, England will be too strong. The ball does a little bit. England could be vulnerable and, and New Zealand will definitely keep them to their work. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti, are the Kiwis a busted flush these days? Uh, no Trent Bolt, for example, beaten 3-0 in England in the summer. Um, talk to me. Yeah, I am always wearing New Zealand. I'm never going to write them off completely. But there's no question, Trent Bolt is a massive loss. And looking at that bowling attack, it just doesn't look that threatening at all. 
they have still got a solid batting order. And Rich is spot on to say that whilst England won that series 3-0, it could easily have been the other way around. Um, and between the two of them, they've got a very equal record over the years. In fact, in New Zealand, England have only won once since 2008, although five of the seven matches were draws. Um, nevertheless, uh, you know, again, Rich says it, that the teams are on completely different trajectories and you would expect, given the current form, they would be quite a bit shorter than New Zealand, whereas uh, that in 2.88 and 3.18, there's barely anything in it. So I think England would have to be the pick. Also, um, let's remember that although the weather's big uncertainty, it looks like it's going to be very stop-start um, a lot of overcast conditions. You've got to think that favours the England attack. Okay. Um, where's the value, Richard Mann, on the first test? I think the value is in the, the top bowler markets for both sides, and we'll we'll get on to the tops in a minute. Um, the other thing interesting Paul said about overheads, I'm not sure if this will be a classic test pitch. I know we've always had big, big first innings runs here, but I wondered with, with the build-up, potential for the wicket to be under covers. There's rain forecast at the moment for the first couple of days, whether we actually got low scores in the first innings and then second time around, that's when the, the pitch flattened out. I think there's a better forecast for the last three days and that might be the best time to bat. So I think that's an angle to explore. I'll take you back to 2002. It was at Christchurch, England played New Zealand. Both sides rolled out cheaply in the first innings. And then second time around, Graham thought made 200 and then you'll remember Nathan Astle making 200 and very nearly getting New Zealand home in a big run chase. I kind of wonder if we might have a similar scenario this week. Can I, can I just point out that I was there at that game? Um, Paul Krishnamurti, uh, is the draw a lay given that England will put time back in the game in the way that they play and potential declarations? It's a really hard one to price because of the weather and because of the England factor that in a standard test match nowadays, the draws not even value at five, six to one. Um, I saw two completely different weather forecasts today. Uh, the BBC one is terrible. Uh, and in that, if that is correct, then I think the draw will go odds on very quickly. I'd know also the record on this ground. This, the three matches here all went deep in the final day, but all produced results. And the average run rate was just 2.68. So it might not be that easy to get a result. It depend, It does depend on a lot of the overheads and what the ball does under lights. Um, I, rather than lay the draw, I think I'd be more just inclined to back England at the moment because I think they probably should be clearer favourites. Okay, okay. Uh, in play strategies, uh, something technical, trades, uh, Richard Matt, and then Paul Krishnamurti, please. Well, building on that, that point I've made, really, and, and look... You'd have to wait until nearer the time and, and get a more up-to-date forecast. But if if it's going to be wet early on and tricky for batting and we do get low first inning scores, but then it clears up. I mean, this was a road in 2019 when, when BJ Watlin made, made that double hundred, but it took him about three days to do it. I mean, it was just so hard for anything to happen. I wonder, I just think second innings runs, I'd be... If if the runs line's low because of low first innings runs, I think second time around I'll be back in extreme overs. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, in the first innings, I am thinking that unders is is the way to go because par's probably going to be set quite high given England's record and given what's happened at the ground before. 
as I say, that run rate, average run rate at two point six eight uh, might make big scores hard. Um, I think I'll be looking to get against three fifty odds on at some point, hopefully. Uh, and don't forget, we've said all the while that at some point, batting this aggressively, England will get caught out. I just wonder if this match under lights would be overhead conditions, hard ground to score in any way, score quickly on, that this might be the one. Okay, okay. Thank you very much. Um, top run scorers wage the top run scorer wages now. Um, Pope is four to one with Betfair Sportsbook, so they've caught up on on that win rate. Uh, Mitchell's sevens looks big considering he dominated England in the summer. Um, Paul Krishnamurti, any observations then, Richard Mann, please? Uh, I absolutely agree about um, Darren Mitchell seven to one. That's a big price. Um, and going against what I said before. Because about unders in the first innings. A couple of prices to score century in the first innings really stand out. 8-1 to one, Devon Conway. Against Pakistan, he made a ton in one match, 92 in the other one. His only appearance on this ground, he made a ton. 8-1 to one just looks massive. And likewise, Harry Brooks, 6-1, to one, when he's made a ton in two out of three first innings so far. Okay, um, Richard Mann, please. Yeah, I must confess I'm not mad keen, but just sticking with my theory, I wondered if Ben Fox was worth a few quid at 16s. Um, he could grind out a score in tricky conditions. And if he plays Michael Bracewell, he's 16s for New Zealand. If he plays him about seven as the all-rounder, he's in phenomenal form from, from I know white ball cricket, but nevertheless phenomenal form and he makes 16s look very big. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, anything on the bowlers' markets, fellas? Um, Anderson six to five with sportsbook for three or more wickets, for example. Richard Mann, I'll be leaving that alone because I'm I'm really keen on Ollie Robinson here at eleven to four for England. I just think he's the coming man. Um, with or without Broad, Robinson will be opening the bowling this week. He came back into the side last summer against South Africa, twelve wickets in the two Test matches. He was topping England bowler in two of those four innings. Um, but brilliantly in Pakistan in conditions that apparently wouldn't have suited him. I just think 11 to 4 is very fair. And the other factor is he's a fantastic bowler to left-handers and New Zealand's top four, well, there'll be three left-handers in there and, and Bracewell potentially at seven as well. So I think I think Robinson's fair at 11 to 4 and I'd stick with Matt Henry at 7 to 2 for New Zealand because I think these conditions suit him. I'm, I'm a big Henry fan anyway. Um, a slight negative against Tim Salvey. Um, he had a poor year. I think he averaged 38 in 2022 and took a all in at the hands of England. I just wonder if he's if he's on the slide. So I'll be opposing him and I'll go with Henry. Great shout on um, Robinson. Extraordinary bowler. Uh, Paul Krishnamurti. I like Carl Jameson, 3-1 top New Zealand wicket taker. And uh, I, he, he's not an awful bet at 33-1 top bet either. Um, in the two matches at Bay Oval, he won this market once out of two two matches and he, when his economy was 2.32 and 1.42 he could be the one to bogging them down and um, get them frustrated okay okay thank you very much fellas uh india versus australia in the second test still to come listen out for the treble claxon two a brief interlude now as we switch to the psl Karachi Kings versus Islamabad United starts at 
2 p.m. I was about to say 1400. What sort of time is that? Um, 2 p.m. UK time from Karachi, live on Sky Sports, expecting Islamabad United to be favourites at around 1.6 on the Betfair Exchange. So I take, take a deep breath. I'm used to just knocking off now. But now I'm just going to reel off some 11s for you. Uh, Karachi Kings, Vince, Sharjil, Wade, who's, of course, the keeper, Haider, Shoaib, Cutting, Imad, Mohammed Amir, Merhamza, Shamsi Ortahir, and Irfan. Um, Islamabad United, are oh, we thinking? Hales, Manro, Maksud, Moeen, Azam Khan, the keeper, Shadab, Fahim, Nasa, uh, sorry, Hassan, Wazim, Gohar, and Faruqi. I'm going to go straight to Paul Krishnamad for a pitch report and how to bet runs, please. Well, um, the first match at Karachi is actually after we record. That is Karachi versus Peshawar's Elmi. So get some clues from that. But we concluded last week from a long-term batch of statistics that overs is the way to go if, if you like a team for runs at Karachi. We all agree Islamabad United are a, are a team to beat in this. So I think we should look for, to back 200 or more first innings runs if they bat first. I'd be less inclined to do that on uh, Karachi. Okay, uh, Richard Mann, Karachi were dreadful last season. Islamabad are our United selection to win the tournament. Do they win here? Yeah, I mean, obviously you've got to pay a little bit of attention to the toss bias, but I think all things equal, um, they'll win here. And I'd, I'd be happy with some 1.86 anyway. Okay. Uh, any in-play magic trades or technical bets, please, fellas? Paul, for you first. Yeah, uh, back the chasing side at halfway. Again, went through stats last week, and particularly in the higher chases, one eighty plus, the returns are huge. Um, and by the same logic, both to score bets appeal because if a Generally speaking, the chaser has a big advantage anyway, so they're highly liable to chase it down. So I would look at both score 170 at 6 to 4 and both score 180 at 12 to 5. Okay. Um, Richard Mann? Yeah, just on the both teams to score, um, if you're quick and keep an eye out, straight after the toss, those markets are always brought down. They certainly weren't in the big bash anyway. So if Karachi back first, um, I think I'd be doing the both teams to score as well because I would fancy Islamabad to chase pretty much anything down and that would be my next way in as well. I'll just be watching and hoping Islamabad almost are left with a stiff chase in that last sort of eight to six overs um, and their price reflects that and then I'd be getting on them because they've got some great finishers in Shadab, Fahim, um, Azam Khan. So I, yeah, I, that'd be the way to go as Paul said. Okay, okay. Um, players to follow uh, with bat and ball. Paul, again, you first, please. Well, the player that caught my eye isn't in that lineup that you listed, which I know we are all still guessing, but if Andrew Tyre is in the side, I would definitely be interested in the 4 1 that he was before the first match because among this attack, he has clearly the best strike rate in domestic T20 and he's bound to bowl at the death. Um, and the other one that appealed was simply 11 to 4. James Vince boosted, rock solid favourite. Okay, Richard Mann, please. I'd just like Shadab Khan here. I think he's probably gone under the radar, but his record last year, he missed a few, but his strike rate was phenomenal. I think it was like 10.6. Um, it, was, it was pretty much better than anyone's. He's a real impact player, brilliant leg spinner, brilliant finisher with the bat. If you fancy Islamabad here, which I do, I think you've got to have him in man of the match calculations. Shadab Khan. Okay, okay. Quick game is a good game, as they say. But now I'm pressing this. 
It's Paul Krishnamurti on the treble klaxon. Okay, we are here. We're going to have Carl Jameson, top New Zealand wicket taker at three to one. Um, Fazalhaq Faruqi, top Islamabad bowler at three to one. And Alex Hales, top Islamabad batsman, at probably around five to two. Done. Now we move on to a biggie India versus Australia, and the best bets, of course, still to come. India versus Australia starts Friday, 4 a.m. UK time live, of course, on Sky Sports. Uh, Betfair exchange prices 1.57 India, sevens the draw, Australia 4.5, which feels generous. Possible 11s for you. India, Rohit, Rahul, Pajara, Kohli, Yadav, Bharat, Jadeja, Aksar, Ashwin, Shami and Siraj. Australia, Warner, Kawaja, Babashane, Smith, Hanscom, Renshaw, Carey, Cummins, Stark, Murphy and Lyon. Um, pitch report, Aaron Jaitley Stadium, no test since 2017. Last one was a draw between India and Sri Lanka. 15 of the 30 wickets fell to spin. Um, Richard Mann, let's come to you on that. Australia possible 11, please. Do you agree with it? Cameron Green, it appears, hasn't faced fast bowling yet or done hardball catching. Uh, talk to me. What a car crash this has been. What a car crash. The planning from Australia has just, just been a complete shambles. And I think they have to get Cameron Green in, whether he's got one hand on her hands, because they need, a, they need another right-hander. Look, they come to India, it's a final frontier, but the main threat is Ashwin, unstoppable at home, but he's even more unstoppable against left-handers. So you can't pick five uh, left-handers in your top seven like they did in the first test. And that view is first reserve batsman, Travis Head, another left-hander. They have to get the right-hander in, um, in Cameron Green for Renshaw, I would suspect. And the other one, if it's going to be another slow pitch, I would leave Nathan Lyon out. I know people have got bananas at this, but look, he's an off-spinner. He bowls with a lot of overspin, up and down, then tries to get bounce. So when you get on a bouncy pitch, like in Australia, and the ball starts spinning, it'll rip those gloves, short leg, back, back pad are brought in. But over here in India, on, on like a pitch like the first test, slow and low, you need spinners who just drive it into the surface and ball straight. Think Jadeja. Think Murphy, actually, who took seven from debut for Australia. who's almost like a medium pacer running in. Just drove it into the pitch. Lyon got what one for 124, I think, and Murphy got seven for Ashwin, eight in the match. Jadeja, seven in the match. Australia got some big decisions to make with their 11. Okay, okay. Um, Paul Krishnamurti, we're probably setting up a short on Australia run. So does it bother you we've got no ground form to go on for that? It does. Um, and it also bothers me really that we're reduced to assuming that the pitch will be set up to favour India spinners. Um, because let's be honest, if you take that first test out of the equation, you'd say Australia had a chance in this. You know, they were their their batsmen were in great form with a white ball. They they bat deep. They've often competed out there. Um I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if they beat the over the line here just because it was set too low. Um I mean we are guessing about Delhi. What I would say is it's a small ground. If it's slow and low, they probably might get squeezed, but 
you know, there's too much guesswork really to say that. I think that, they, that the pile will start very low for Australia, like 225, 250. And in that case, I think they can get overs. Okay. Okay. Um, Richard Mann, any hope for Australia in this test? No, I, I just I just think it's far zip all the way. Um, I, I look, the team is packed full of left-handers, and you look at that first test. There are only three three double-figure scores from left-handers. Carey thirty-six, Carey ten in the second innings, Warner ten in the second innings. They ain't gonna win many test matches batting like that. Um, you know, Andrew McDonald, Pat Cummins, poor planning. I think I'd prefer Earl McDonald at the moment. It's four nil all the way here. Okay. Okay. Um, Paul Krishnamurti, India at one point five five from one point seven eight. When is a team too short? I think it is too short. I, I I completely hear you, Rich. Completely hear you. you. It may well be the case. I just don't want to assume that every single pitch is going to be like that. Um, and I mean, look, one point five five in a Test match. You know, we say it all the time. How many matches have we seen in the last few years where all three results traded favourite at some point? I just think being on this at 1.55 would be a horrible bet to hold. You know, you could put that on Australia back first and suddenly they're 120 for two and you're feeling trouble. Okay. Okay. Um, best ways to take on Australia against spin, please, Richard Mann. I saw you were tweeting about Alex Carey the other day. Yeah, I just think you can, every time a left-hander comes to the crease, I think you can shot him because, look, we've got three double-figure scores there and I think only Carey's 36 would have gone above his line. You know, Warner's would have been higher than 10 and Carey's in the second innings. Look, he, Carey, for instance, he has no trust in his defence, hence why he's trying to sweep every ball because he just doesn't trust his defence in these conditions. Um, Warner's always struggled out here. I don't think Kawhi's got the game against spin. I just shot every left-hander and I'd, be amazed if you didn't make money over the course of the test. Every Australian left-hander, that is. Okay. Um, players to follow then across the batting markets, please. Um, we know that Betfair Sportsbook have been producing match performance prices, so do keep an eye on that. I'll also throw in Vilik Virat. Virat? Kohli has a double on this ground in the 2017 test. Um, Paul Krishnamurti the first, then, and Richard Mann after that, please. Well, once again, I've managed to pick out a player who isn't in your 11. Um, Shreyas Iyer, two wins in seven matches so far, twice just touched off in the 80s, he's 7-1. And given all these major, major question marks about Australia's batting on up to the top order, I think you've got to look at the at the, at the middle order at prices, coming to 50-1 to one in particular. Okay, Richard Mann, please. Yeah, that's Paul's dead right with that because he's a right-hander. And what I would do is I would, I'd take the two to one Smith actually because I think he's your best right-hander. Brilliant record out here. I think he averages over sixty. Um, so I take him over Labuschagne, who's a good player but doesn't have the experience of India. And then I'd just have a saver on Cummins at fifties. Um, I just again, I just can't see the left-handers getting involved at all. The other one is Ashwin from Man of the Match at six to one. I, I look, I think India are going to win. Ashwin took eight for in the first test. Kudeja got man of the match, but I can't believe it'll be too long before Ashwin isn't man of the match. I think sixes is fair enough. Okay, okay. Same again for bowlers, please. Uh, Ravi Ashwin boosted to 23 for 10. Sorry, 23 to 10 for top India bowler in the first innings with Sportsbook. Richard Mann uh, and then Paul Krishnamurti. Yeah, the reason I've sort of went with a man of the match actually is 
because he's he's in a he's in a good field, isn't he? He didn't cop in the first innings of the first test, but cop second time around. So at sort of two to one, I'd I'd leave him alone and just go for the bigger price in the man of the match market. Okay, okay. Um Paul please. I just think the spinners are too short to me, both sides. Just it doesn't really appeal much as a betting heat. Again, if I'm if I had to have a bet, I think I'd say Pat Cummins at four to one. Can I, sorry, um, I know I'm on one here, but um, if Travis Head does play for Australia, um, I think his, his off-spin could be really handy in these conditions because he's another one who just darts in, fires it in. Um, it'd all be price-dependent, but if he was nearing double figures for top Australia bowler, I think I'd have to have a few quid on because I think he's the sort of spinner that will blow well out here. Okay, thank you very much. Um, stay tuned to find out which of those make it into the best bets because that is the end of the show proper. Right, as always, at the end of the show, we have the best bets, and I've got a special message um, because uh, Edward Hawkins, Richard Mann and Paul Krishnamurti would like me to make you aware that the Gulf Giants won the imaginary ILT20 tournament as was tipped on this show. Um, right, let's get on with the best bets now because we've got Paul Krishnamurti at minus 14.25 and Richard Mann sounding rather smug at plus 2.25. What are your best bets um, this, this time around, fellas? Paul, you first. Okay, I'll have two points on Carl Jameson, top New Zealand wicket taker. With you now. Okay, sorry. No, well, well, I just cut in there. It wasn't helpful. So I'll kick off my first two points. Then I'm going to have a point on Ollie Robinson, top England bowler, 11 to 4, and a point on Matt Henry, top New Zealand bowler. Okay, Paul. I will have one point on Daryl Mitchell, top New Zealand batsman, first innings at 7 to 1. So I'm going to have two points. Steve Smith, top Australia batsman in the first innings against India at two to one. And I'm going to have um, one unit on Andrew Ty to be top Karachi bowler. And I'm going to have my final point. I could spend this lots of ways, but I'm going to have final point. Ravi Ashwin, man of the match in the second test. And I'll have one point on Islamabad United to get 200 runs if they bat first against Karachi. Oh, how will they go? Tune in next week. You cut the tension with a knife here, couldn't you? Right. Um, that's the end of the show, I think. Um, and and by way of an outro, I will, of course, direct you towards uh, betting.betfair, where you have every game covered. Um, thank you very much for listening. And we will see you next week. <laughs>